This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Reed Redmond. I'm Will Johnson. The show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences. This week on True Crime Chronicles. We've been talking with Abigail's friends and family who say they believe Serenity is alive, but they have no idea where she is. In Kentucky, the search for a missing four-year-old girl just recently came to an end. Four-year-old Serenity McKinney was last seen by extended family members in December of 2020 on Christmas Eve. On Friday, February 18th of this year, Serenity's remains were found. It's sad. It's it's gut-wrenchingly sad. The loss of life for this innocent baby is uncalled for. It should have never happen. KSP says around 2 p.m. Friday, detectives found Serenity's body near the 1300 block of Skyview Road in West Point, near the Jefferson Bullet County line. It takes a community. Um, this really touched on the heartstrings of everyone, and uh, we appreciate all the support and, and help that they have given us. What I have learned about Serenity is that she was a bubbly, happy little girl. Serenity McKinney's father, David Roller, recently spoke with Kristen Goodwillie, an anchor and reporter at WHAS 11 in Louisville, about his daughter. He, he just said that she she was like any, any other child and that... Um, she was just a beautiful soul. And that's really what all of the family said. She was just, you know, a beautiful little girl who um, was taken way too soon. But overall, she was just really bright and outgoing. You could tell that there was a heck of a future ahead of her. Just breathtaking. What was going through your mind when you first saw her, when she was born? Me and her were the only two people in the world. My grandma used to tell me the same thing, like she said, when she held me the first time, that it was like everything else in the world just disappeared with me and her, and I never knew what she meant by that up until that moment that I got to experience it. <clears throat> just true love. They just said she was full of love, and... um she, if you saw any of the pictures of her, she is absolutely adorable. She has blonde hair and um, seems to be really um, dedicated to, like, playing. <laughs> she, she really seems to like to play. And um, it, it just seemed like she has so much uh, love around her. A lot of the pictures are just her surrounded and being hugged by family members. And I think that she had that safety net and um, that love around her for a majority of her life. Serenity was living with her mom, Catherine Abby McKinney, and her boyfriend, Dakota Hill, when family members say they last saw her back in December of 2020. In the spring of 2021, Abby's grandparents say CPS, or Child Protective Services, performed a welfare check. And at times, throughout the first half of 2021, family members say they even heard Serenity's voice. Different various family members had heard her voice. But after that, nothing. Concerned, members of Serenity's extended family say they started making phone calls. They called for welfare checks June 26th, 27th, and 28th. And they said that... 
Louisville Metro Police went to the apartment of Dakota Hill and they tried to do wellness checks twice, um, knocked on the door, nobody answered. And so from there, they asked police, what can I do? They suggested you can call CPS. And so they called CPS and um, were given somewhat of a runaround according to them. And then a friend of theirs who is also a behavioral therapist and has um, more experience within um, CPS, she said that she was going to make a report. And so she made that report on July 8th, and that's of 2021. Um, We have email verification that that report was made, and in that report it says if you get a follow-up email, that will be an indication that we have not taken on the case. She said that she got no such email, so the assumption was they were taking on that case. But if welfare checks were made in response to those calls back in the summer of 2021, we still don't have a clear idea if or when they were made. So we don't know. Um, I have reached out to the state to find out any information because we know that a report was made, a child endangerment report, and they essentially told me that they cannot give me any of that information regarding Serenity McKinney. And so we don't know what what was done. We don't know if social workers um, came out. We don't know if there was a report that was opened or closed. Um, and that that's the unfortunate thing is we just don't know any of that information. And at this point, um, the state is not giving that that information to us. Through the fall, Abby's family says the mother cut off ties with her extended family. Family says that Abby blocked all of them on all social media. And so they really had no contact and um, were just trying as much as they could to call and and get that contact with Abby and talk with Serenity. She cut off the aunt, the mother, her mother, the grandmothers, um, her father, and the father of Serenity and all of his extended family um, who... His mother and grandmother are all very involved in Serenity's life as well. But 2021 came to an end without any sign of Serenity. It had been a year since her family had last seen her, more than six months since they'd heard her voice. And Serenity's case was still widely unknown, unreported on. But her extended family weren't giving up. It, it seems like multiple family members from what I've I've heard had tried reaching out and calling. And um, the father told me that he has multiple missed calls of him trying to call. Um, all of the grandparents say the same thing. They they all were blocked on social media as well. And so they they could guess where they were living, but once they had moved, they, they were trying to piece those um, those puzzle pieces together. Finally, on January 31st of this year, family members decided to file a missing persons report. After talking, I believe, with other friends who had more experience, um, they, they decided to make that missing persons report. Her parents met with Deputy Shelby Guffey to file a missing persons report on January 31st. 
She entered Serenity and her mother Abigail into the missing persons database, then executed warrants in Shelby, Bullitt, and Jefferson County, where they believe Abigail had lived. And by this time, the case had gotten the attention of Kentucky's Attorney General. Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron is asking for your help this morning in locating a missing four-year-old girl. According to Cameron, family members say they haven't seen Serenity and McKinney since December 24th of 2020. That, of course, more than a year ago. Cameron says family members reached out to law enforcement this week with concerns that Serenity could be in danger. Serenity has blue eyes, blonde hair, and may have a birthmark on her stomach. Her last known location could be in the Shelby, Jefferson, or Bullock counties area. On February 6, 2022, Abby McKinney and her boyfriend, Dakota Hill, were located in Kansas and taken into custody. So what happened is they were trying to locate them to figure out where they are, where Serenity was. And they found them in a small town in Kansas about a couple hours from the Denver, Colorado line. Shelby County Sheriff Mark Moore confirmed Dakota Hill and Catherine Abigail McKinney were taken into custody. And when police went to find um, Serenity, they realized that Abby and Dakota did not have her, and they invoked their Fifth Amendment rights and were not helpful in saying where she was. She was unable to produce the whereabouts of her daughter, uh, basically refused to cooperate, answer any questions about her daughter. And so at that point, the state immediately took control over Serenity, and they were charged with custodial interference. The charge was custodial interference. The Shelby County Sheriff's Department now tells us that's because she was supposed to hand Serenity over to the state. But that never happened. When they asked Abigail where she was. Uh, she just invoked her Fifth Amendment right. I, I spoke with an attorney and he said the best way to think of custodial interference is essentially interfering with the custody of a child. It's essentially a lesser charge of a kidnapping. It, it is, I believe, a felony um, charge. But it is essentially... If you are withholding a child from the person who has custody over her, and in that case, the state had taken custody over Serenity. And so by Abby and Dakota withholding where Serenity was, being that they are the last people to have seen her, then they were charged with custodial interference. They were not telling the state where this four-year-old was. They're currently being held at the Thomas County Sheriff's Office in Colby, Kansas. Sheriff Moore from Shelby County says they're currently arranging their transportation back to Kentucky to be arraigned. Multiple state and national agencies are investigating, and right now, there is no word on where Serenity is. But in those early days of February, family members kept up the search. Serenity McKinney's grandparents say they've driven all across Shelbyville, handing out flyers. It comes just days after they stepped up to the sheriff's office, filing a report saying their granddaughter's missing. I think desperation is probably the word right now. From family members to complete strangers. To get her name, her picture, her information out there to get her home fast and safe to her family. Before this week. She's four years old. Her height is 3'1", her weight is 60 pounds, she's got blonde hair and blue eyes. To law enforcement. Any information, whether it be big or small, to reach out and let us know. That. So many across Kentucky are on the lookout for missing four-year-old Serenity McKinney, her whereabouts still unknown. The Shelby County Sheriff's Office says she was last seen Christmas Eve 2020 and last heard, according to her grandparents, last summer. We're hoping that Abby will 
um, cooperate with the police and let them know where she is. We believe there's outside forces involved in the actions of Abby, and we're, we're just not for sure what it is. We spoke with Andrea Wayne Scott and Brad Davis over the phone, who say they're Abby's stepmother and father. They tell me Abby cut off talks with them in the fall, and efforts to reach her or Serenity since the holidays have gone unanswered. That is, until the missing persons report was filed. She had called and got back in contact with us through Messenger, pretty much just saying they were okay, but still wouldn't let us talk to Serenity or, or show us Serenity. Now, the extended family prays the arrest leads to answers and a location. Your feet on the ground and doing the footwork and just trying to bring her home is all we can do while we wait. And asks for those in the community, like Danielle Ingebrand, to spread the word. Not to be scared, just please come forward. Search for Serenity was getting national attention now. The National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is taking on her case. That group has a 92% success rate, which will help the leading agency on her search, the Shelby County Sheriff's Office. Having the family come in and sit down and um, express their concerns about their granddaughter, of course, it's hard. I mean, I'm a mother myself. I would be, it would be a complete nightmare. That was Officer Shelby Guffey, who first sat with Serenity's grandparents and helped them file that missing persons report. And tonight, her grandparents continue their prayers for a safe return with a vigil outside the Shelby County Courthouse. Dozens of loved ones and even complete strangers gather today in front of the Shelby County Courthouse to let their voices be heard in hopes of bringing four-year-old Serenity McKinney home. We are wanting to say as many prayers as there is possible to bring our granddaughter home. Lord, I have no doubt that she's safe and that she'll be safe and brought home. Lord, we ask you to be with this family, to strengthen them, to bring them comfort. It's comfort the family needs right now. The sooner the better. This is 13 days. Two weeks since the family filed a missing persons report for Serenity. Two weeks of desperately waiting for answers. Literally, our life is on hold. Waiting for the phone call. Chris Bansa has seen that pain up close. Serenity's great uncle. Bring Serenity home to comfort this family. The whole family is hurting right now. It's uh, uh, We just want to lift them up and, and try to uh, just get more awareness out there so that she can be uh, brought home safe. Bringing Serenity home safe. A reality family and friends have not ruled out. Organizer of Sunday's vigil, Danielle Ingebrand, stresses the vigil wasn't about remembering or mourning Serenity. We know she's out there um, and she's somewhere and we just want someone to step forward with where she is. Ingebrand says she has no relation to the family. She just felt moved to help. I just want Serenity home safe. I have three kids myself two which are babies, and I just can't imagine like what this family's going through. The family says that empathy and compassion is what's helped the case gain so much attention, and they're thankful. We are so grateful yes. for all the people that have come out tonight in this frigid weather. But on Friday, February 18th, the news came in that no one wanted to hear. Serenity's body had been found in a rural part of Kentucky near the Indiana border. You know, the family for the last couple of weeks have been holding out, they had been holding out hope that she was alive. Um, every family member I spoke with did not even want to um, think about the idea of any other possible solution. And so I think the fact that her body was found on Friday is extremely, obviously it's upsetting to everybody, but I think they truly believed that she was going to be found alive. And to find out that she isn't, um, it, it's just, 
that they're heartbroken is is what they've all told me and they all have said that they need um time to mourn. The KSP says Serenity's body was found near the 1300 block of Skyview Road in West Point near Jefferson and Bullock County line. The area was wooded with hills and valleys. KSP says the investigation took about 17 days. The Shelby County Sheriff's Office contacted KSP a few days after receiving the missing persons report from McKinney's family at the end of January. Family and friends have remained hopeful that Serenity would be found safe. KSP PIO Scotty Sharp says it's a heartbreaking end to the search. Types of cases are the hardest, the, the ones that, that you can never get out of your mind. Uh, they're, especially if you're a parent and uh, you go home and look at your children, you just, uh, it's, it's tough. And what family tells me is that it's an area that high schoolers and teenagers kind of drive around in and hang out. It's a hangout spot, um, but it's densely wooded and there's really not that much out there. They said it was good old-fashioned police work that led them there. So we don't know exactly what that means at this point. Um, And we're essentially waiting for the autopsy to reveal what exactly happened. The family friend who requested a welfare check last summer says Serenity was found not far from the location she gave when she contacted CPS. The address that she listed for the CPS workers is um, only 10 minutes from where Serenity's body was later found. And Abby, Serenity's mom, and her boyfriend, Dakota Hill, already behind bars and charged with custodial interference, are now facing much more serious charges. Abby McKinney, Serenity's mom, and her boyfriend, Dakota Hill, have been charged with murder and abuse of a corpse. They're here at the Shelby County Detention Center. They were originally charged and arrested in Kansas for custodial interference, but now they have been taken back here to Kentucky being charged with murder and abuse of a corpse, like you said. Bail has been set at $1 million. McKinney and Hill are expected to make a court appearance on March 2nd. As Serenity's family waits for more news on the investigation and evidence in the case, they're letting everyone who joined in the search and reached out to them know that it all made a difference and that Serenity won't be forgotten. The family has expressed time and time again how grateful they are because the community did come out and support them. And not even just here in Kentucky locally, but nationally, people from around the country were trying to find this little girl. And they say they can't express their gratitude enough. She truly was a one-of-a-kind little girl. And, um, you know, she she was always surrounded in the pictures that you can see, she is surrounded by so much love. And it, it's obvious that there are so many people that care about her. And I, and I do, it does appear that her first years of life um, before being isolated with Abby and Dakota, she was deeply loved. Serenity's father, David Roller, returned to Louisville not long after the news of the arrest of her mother and her mother's boyfriend. He talked to Kristen Goodwillie about Serenity and what's keeping him going. Right now, the only thing keeping me going is just the fact that not everybody's behind bars, per se, as I'd like to say. Um, I'll allow my, my, my time to grieve at that moment that I know that everybody is held accountable that had a part in this. 
And that is the main thing. I'm, I'm, uh, that is my main goal. Out of anything, I'm not gonna rest. I'm not. I'm not gonna stop. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep pushing until justice for my baby girl is served up. And uh, and if there is a like, if there is a death penalty, whatever part, whatever anybody played role in, I want to push for that, and I will be behind it 100% to the best I can. Because there is this is a living nightmare. <laughs> Justice to you is is what the right people being held fully accountable, not just the two people behind bars. What's your favorite memory of Serenity? Anytime that I would be with her, and she'd constantly grab my hand. Like I'd always have a keychain with the Lord's Prayer on it, and she would never let it go. I always sit right next to her every time, never let my hand go. Is there anything looking back that you would want her to know? I wish I could have been there more. <laughs> That's the main thing. <clears throat> but now my chances is taken away and I was working so hard. <sighs> I was working so hard. Trying to get back to her. <laughs> yes, put her in my life again because I wanted that. I was not going to let my child grow up without a dad. It was not happening. It wasn't. And I moved away from everything that I knew here in Louisville. I moved away from it for that reason exactly. And I got away from it and I stayed away from it no matter what, no matter how much I wanted to come back, no matter what, I stayed away and I wanted to get on my feet. And that is exactly what I've been doing. But now, like, I'm. Not only did she get robbed of a life, but I got robbed of my chance to be able to be an actual dad. And that is not cool. True Crime Chronicles listeners, Reed Redmond joining Will Johnson to talk a little bit more about this story. Will, just an incredibly sad story. I was emotional listening to Kristen Goodwillie's interview with Serenity's father. But going back to what led up to this tragic ending, again, it sounds like the family had some challenges back in the summer of 2021 getting follow-up information about welfare checks. And so looking back on this case now, figuring out what happened seems to be an important part of making sure something like this doesn't happen again. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge part of the story for a lot of people who have been paying attention to what happened. We don't have all the answers at this point. Kristen Goodwillie and the team at WHAS 11 in Louisville are obviously looking into phone records and who who made phone calls or sent emails and tried to get you know the right authorities, the right organizations to check in on Serenity and see what was going on. You know, this is a case where I think so many people were flummoxed by the fact that she was last seen Christmas Eve of December 2020. And then they have said they heard her voice through the spring and into June, but then after that, nothing. So it, it took a long time for something to happen. But on the other hand, it appears that the family made every effort they could as soon as they realized that, you know, they weren't hearing from Serenity. 
Kristen Goodwillie told me a little bit more about this, though, and she said that some of those calls to whether it was CPS or police was complicated by the fact that Abby and Dakota were were moving around a lot. It seems like they moved around a lot. So when they initially made those wellness check calls, uh, Dakota Hill and Abby and Serenity all lived in an apartment in Louisville. And so those wellness checks were being made to Louisville. And then they, um, I guess during that time between June 26th and 28th to July 8th, they had moved to Bullitt County. And so that's where the confusion happened with um, CPS. Kristen Goodwillie also tells me that other family members had similar issues dealing with various agencies. From what they said is they made the call, I believe, in Shelby County. And they said, well, if the new address is in Bullitt County, you have to go and talk with Bullitt County social workers. And so from my understanding of what they've said, it was just a confusing process. And I mean, they have the name. They say they say that the name of the person was Amanda, but they don't have a last name and um, they don't have any records other than that they called the agency. Something else I wanted to ask you about, I understand police did not issue an Amber Alert in this case. We've covered other cases involving missing children where an Amber Alert was not issued. Can you explain a little bit about why that might be? Yes, I can. Shelby County Sheriff's Deputy Shelby Guffey, who we actually heard her voice in the episode, said that, quote, because she had been missing for a year at that point, we had no direction of travel. We had no exact placement of where she went missing from, end quote. To look into this question a little bit further, U.S. Department of Justice's Amber Alert website lists the criteria as follows. There's a reasonable belief by law enforcement that an abduction has occurred, that law enforcement believes the child is in imminent danger of serious bodily injury or death. There's enough descriptive information about the victim and the abduction for law enforcement to issue an Amber Alert to assist in the recovery of the child. The abduction is of a child aged 17 years or younger, and the child's name and other critical data elements, including the child abduction flag, have been entered into the National Crime Information Center system. So that's five or six points on the list of criteria, and Serenity apparently didn't meet all of those. Uh, Deputy Guffey says the first criterion is crucial, that one being that an abduction has occurred because they just didn't have reasonable belief that it was an abduction at the time. All right. Thank you, Will. And thanks as well to Kristen Goodwillie at WHAS in Louisville for bringing us this story. And thank you for listening to True Crime Chronicles. We're here with new episodes every Monday. If you haven't already, check out our new podcast, Killer Cases, available wherever you listen to podcasts. For True Crime Chronicles, I'm Will Johnson along with Reed Redman. We'll be back next week with a new case and a new story.